Hey, beautiful lady, and welcome to this week's episode of the Girls Get Confident podcast. I am absolutely loving creating this podcast for you. I'm loving hearing your feedback every single week on the episodes, and I'm just so stoked that you're gaining value. It is a mission for me to help increase the value that you are receiving from these episodes. So if you have any thoughts or ideas, any uh, possible guests you would like me to interview, please let me No, speaking of guests, this week we have a guest episode, the amazing, amazing human Bridget from the New Zealand company called Trusting Vulnerability. She started it herself. Uh, Her and I have got to know each other over the past uh, few weeks, actually, not too long, but honestly, we just knew straight away that we were going to get along, right? And uh, now you get to hear that for yourself. And I ask Bridget some, I think, pretty full-on intense questions, and she knows exactly what to say. And she answers it in a way that makes it really uh, easy for you to put her advice into practice in your life right away. So this is was quite a long episode and because of that I have split it into two parts all right so each part's going to be about half an hour each so then you can really soak it up listen to the full episode and then go away download reflect figure out you know what value you have taken away from it and put it into practice in your life throughout one week and then come back next week listen to part two and do exactly the same thing but with the themes that we cover in the second half so it's kind of like this first half you're going to hear today is a lot about career and like really deep questions about career when you are conflicted with the work that you do and you know there's something else you want to be doing how do you go and do that and then the second part of this is we we talk about just kidding you're gonna to have to wait to the end of this episode to find out what we will be talking about in part two I am talking way too much and way too fast because I'm so excited let's stop mucking around and let's get into it this podcast was created for women who want to grow their confidence and make themselves a priority so they can get their life back I'm Janelle and this is the girls get confident podcast welcome to the show Bridget, I am so grateful and so amped to have you on this week's episode. I don't know if you know how I kick off my guest episodes, but I always like to start with a quick fire this or that. Are you ready? Is this like a would you rather thing? I guess so. Because I'm guess so ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Card game or board game? Card game. TV shows or movies? Movies. Working alone or working in a team? Team. All right. Um, This one's interesting. It's like what you gravitate to on people in terms of features, teeth or hair. Oh, (laughs) you know, I'm actually going to say teeth. Mm, I'm teeth too. And I think that's because my own history with teeth. I have a course. (laughs) Did you? And did you have braces? Yeah, real funny story. I had braces for six months and then my teeth keep moving apart though. And then they put a wire on, but I swallowed it in the plane. What? (laughs) (laughs) but I'm all all good um but now I just have a sneaky wee gap just to remind me that it's still there in the story but um I love my gap now I love that so did you end up getting another plate nah I have a retainer thing I can wear at nights but um (laughs) it's just kind of funny um and my teeth just hang out now your teeth are beautiful Obviously, you listening at home, you can't see Bridget's teeth, but go follow her on Instagram. Go find Bridget at Trusting Vulnerability and see that beautiful, beautiful smile. Okay, we've got a few more left of our this or that. Forest or beach? Oh, 
beach surfing honestly I thought that you were going to go for forest based on the nature walks you've been doing lately oh, oh that's why it stumped me but there's nothing nothing better than a shaka. like I just yeah. love surfing but oh. then you're being up in the forest okay that no that's too hard of a you can't choose actually my last guest that I had was Felicia all from the fluorescence podcast a few weeks ago and I let her have one where she could you know say both so that's definitely it for me that's That's one card yeah okay beautiful this one here has to do with toilet paper over or under under what my flat the other night sorry what you're under wait are we talking about the same thing yeah i hope so what what else do you do under on the toilet we're talking about the toilet roll and the positioning of where you place the toilet paper do you have the paper hanging over the roll or under the roll what were you thinking? Over, 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 definitely over. Okay, I kind of want some context as to why you were saying under. No, we, we were talking about whether you wipe front to back or back to front the other day with some oh. of my friends. Oh, got it. Yeah, I definitely I wasn't going that personal. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah, for vulnerability. Exactly. We're all friends here. It's all good. Okay, two more. Summer or winter? Summer. And last question, weird or normal? Weird. Always. Times a hundred. Always. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be here if you were going to choose normal because I'm normal. not normal. <laughs> so far from it. Bridget, I'm so happy to have you here today. Before we get into it, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? A little bit about myself. My favorite color is yellow. I can see because you're actually wearing a yellow shirt. And yellow pants. So my and favorite pants. color is yellow. <laughs> um, I get really excited talking about emotions Mm. I get really excited talking about surfing and what I don't get really excited talking about is details and small talk oh (laughs) I feel you small talk such an ideas person and I just love being abstract and I think I mean I've got a massive spiritual journey I suppose in the last year but just being abstract for me is so fun and you're really leaning into creative juices like any creative conversation I can have these days and particularly that creativity is communication for me. Mm-hmm. It's just been unleashing for me. So yeah, you'll find me always talking about something weird and wacky and not normal. <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. I feel like we have to go back and share with our lovely lady listeners how you and I met. Now, my side of the story is that you DM'd me on Instagram, um, maybe a, few, a month, no, maybe a couple months ago. Um, you reached out for a conversation and I was like, heck yeah, let's do this. I love meeting new people. I love connecting. So we got on a call. I feel like we vibed straight away. You're nodding your head. We well, you know, okay. you know. You know, <laughs> you, know, you, know. you know, I love it. <laughs> My question is how often do you do that? And why do you recommend others should try to make connections in the dms i think it might have been one of my first times particularly reaching out to someone like in the same space as me mm-hmm. and i mean i remember one time last year someone encouraged me to like reach out to some businesses i reached out to some clothing businesses about well-being and it just it felt so weird and i did it and so i never did that again but i felt it was so easy to reach out to you when i saw your page and saw one that it was about women mm-hmm. and you know supporting women and two that you were, you know, in the same kind of space as me and doing brave things. And so I was like, of course, I'd just acknowledge you. And I think part of my message was just acknowledging how, you know, cool your mahi and your kaupapa was. Mm. Um, and I think that was where it came from rather than I need anything from you. It was like, I really want to, you know, just give you kudos. And then 
starting from that context, it was really powerful. So I mean, like anyone looking to reach out, just see what you could give to someone rather than expect anything. And so, yeah, one of my biggest things, I suppose, over the last year has been learning how to acknowledge people because I think only what you can see in someone else is what you then see in yourself. Yes. And and so that was really cool to see your power and then be like, oh, maybe that's because like I have some sort of potential there too or something. And, and then, of course, with Vibe, but it was coming from an organic place. And I think that's the only time an organic connection would eventuate, right? Totally. I think that's so cool. Have you had, um, so you just mentioned before about the, the well-being aspect when you've reached out to someone to even just acknowledge them, have you had any instances in which it hasn't gone well? Like a person thinks you're weird and obviously we've really acknowledged you are weird. I'm weird. That's cool. But you know, they actually think you're weird for reaching out to them and trying to connect with them. No one's ever said that. I don't yeah. think people would the say only thing, the vibe, right? Yeah. yeah, the vibe, exactly. But the only thing, like, I've had people not respond to messages. I mean, in all different areas. But, like, mm. I've had some reach outs or I've just done acknowledge for, acknowledgements for people or, or even friends or, or others. And, you know, when you don't get a response, like, I've made it mean so much often. And it's weird. You sometimes get a response, like, months later or whatever, or you don't get that response. But I think the biggest thing for me is when you're coming from a place of giving, Mm. you don't really expect anything in response anyway. It's always a bonus, but yeah, I've definitely felt like I've been, you know, ghosted in terms of sending messages. I've checked, you know, whether they've seen it, you know, that jazz when they were last online, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, And it's just been my own evolution. I've got to get to um, by realizing, you know, what am I actually making that mean by them not responding? Like I'm making that all about me Mm -hmm. and it's just forgetting that they've got their own world going on and um, you know, whatever's there for them at that moment, they'll, do whatever they do, but I actually can't control that. And it's totally it's so tiring trying to. So yeah. I'm slowly surrendering to that. And it, it still comes up, like the feeling of rejection or whatever. But it's um it's so much more than that. It's your ability to grow through that. And it's what's taught me the most, I think. Farah, I think that's amazing. That's something I literally just experienced this week myself too. And um, I reached out to a woman who um, I followed on Instagram for a long time. And um, I was doing an event in the area in which I knew she lived. And so I was like, hey, I want to invite you to come along to one of these. Like, absolutely cool. If it's not your vibe, just say so. But either way, you know, I followed you for a long time. I love the value that you share with women. And I wanted to try and, you know, thank you. And also thought it'd be nice to meet um, another like-minded woman kind of thing. And um, the message to this day, it's been like 10 days now still hasn't been seen. And I just exactly what you said. I'm like, that's cool. You know, it'll happen if it's meant to happen. And if not, that's, that's exactly obviously what's meant to happen as well. And you just have to let go of that attachment and also putting those stories and the meanings around it. Because like you said, people have their own lives going on and not everybody is attached to the DMs. And I am an example of that because when I tried to tee up this um, podcast episode recording with you, you said yes, all for it. And I didn't reply for ages. (laughs) So, you know, I I do it too. I mean, we all do it. And I think the, the beauty of the silver lining and when someone doesn't respond, it's fully like my opportunity always to, to get to look at what I'm making it mean. Like it's mm. it's an opportunity of growth in itself, like noticing my reaction to it so that I can sort of modulate that response to it. Like it's it's kind of a gift from them in some ways. And sometimes I think the universe just gives you that when you need it. It is mm. sort of just a nudge to like maybe consider why you've got so much emotional charge about someone not responding and also just yeah, acceptance and trusting, I think is the big one. I've learned to just trust that process and it's been weird and wacky how many things have just shown up at the right time, like way later, whatever. I remember I did an acknowledgement to my uncle 
He replied three months later and wow. said, thank you so much, Bridge. This means like the world sort of thing. And I was like, cool, that was an open tab in my mind for at least a month. <laughs> but what's crazy about that, right, is he, let's say, for instance, he didn't see it for three months. But if he had have seen it three months earlier, it might not have meant as much to him as what it did when he did finally see it at, you know, some crazy time in his life. And that's just how the universe works. Like it doesn't work on our timeline. It works on the timeline it's supposed to be on. And you can't force that. Yeah. And it's just, I think it's just wasted energy of your own, which is so special and important to, you know, honor. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you so much for expanding on that. Um, Something I love about you is that you have recently or relatively recently taken a massive leap of faith in your life and you've gone through a massive, like massive career change. Tell us about what you were doing, what you're doing now. And specifically, I want to know how you got to the point of knowing that you needed to change paths. I love this question because I think you can only connect the dots looking backwards. So Mm -hmm. getting prompt to like, look at this is so cool. So I was, I studied and was a musculoskeletal physiotherapist. I did that for two years in Wellington. Mm -hmm. And then at the start of last year, I did a self-development program for eight weeks. And during that, I started to realize we looked at our values and our mission, everything. And I started to realize what I was doing day to day in the clinic just didn't feel quite as aligned anymore with what I wanted to do, what the vision I had for my mahi and the sort of impact I wanted to have and what my creativity gets to look like. Um, And so I remember talking to my bosses and going down to a couple of days of work and really leaning more into that self development program and just diving in of what my values come alive would look like and then made the call to quit physio and at that point I'd been reading up a lot about Brene Brown, Mark Mm. Brackett, the book Permission to Feel, I still am such an advocate for that book, anyone listening Um, and I started to think okay maybe I could bring like their curriculums to New Zealand they both had their own you know respective sort of curriculums and education and I started with that and I remember I sent out some emails to come like you know Brene and and Mark Brackett and stuff and what I realized really quickly was I was starting to become super clear on that was my passions the content they were doing the energy of what they were doing and I think I was talking about it with a friend and he said you know Bridge come into our our work and just do a workshop on that sort of stuff and I was like Mm. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> it was that moment, my like, and I only started to tune into my sort of intuition. It was like full body, yes, and my head was like full body imposter. Like, what would you be doing there, Bridge? Um, but randomly I said yes. And in the next week, I had to create the name of my company and like get registered and all that jazz. So we we sort of birthed trust and vulnerability from there. Mm-hmm. And I remember driving in the uh in the Uber to the workshop and I think it was a, it was a team of You like, drove the eight. Uber? Wow. Didn't quite drive the Uber, but I was in the back seat anyway, shaking. <laughs> and I remember literally I had made like a script of what like naturally a speech mm-hmm. of the whole hour and a half workshop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had my slides and I was in the, I was in the Uber and I was like, no bridge. Like if you're talking about vulnerability, there is no way you can bring a speech to this. Mm-hmm. So I just scratched it up, scratched it up. And instead of my notes on my app on my phone, I wrote all the emotions I was feeling. And, you know, at the stage I was still in just learning how to feel my emotions basically mm-hmm. but I wrote them all down and then the last one was I just felt vulnerable and I was like well Bridge if there's one thing you bring to this workshop it's being able to own that you feel vulnerable and so I walked in and um, just visualized walking out 
feeling like I just lived into that and uh, that's kind of exactly what happened and it was so cool to not have a script and trust something else and that was my intuition and mm. it went really really cool and you know all of that it was all men in the room and they all were so vulnerable with me and I, it just really made me realize it's kind of not what I do it's how I do it that totally. that is my value and, and that was real special and it was all word of mouth since then really uh building doing workshops in other places and then there's been different steps along the way but I'm still I'm still a physio. I'm still registered as a physio because one of the big parts of physio is well-being and mm. emotional well-being is just one of those areas. So that's still really important for me. And I'm I'm curious how that might show up in future in terms of reintegrating, you know, within the physio spaces, oh, even yeah. educating or helping out teams or physios um, about, you know, talking about emotional well-being. Because I know personally as a physio, that was one of the hardest things I found to do with patients, particularly, you know, when they're not doing exercises, et cetera. I found it really hard to express my emotion or help them express their emotion about why not. Yeah. So I'm curious what that looks like and, you know, I mean, watch that space. But at the moment, you know, being able to talk about and express and articulate emotions is just where my passion lies so much because growing up, I never knew how to do that. And um, it's really, once you get an access to it, I think it makes you feel everything so much more, including the good emotions. <laughs> Yeah. That, that is so beautiful. Did you find it really conflicting inside yourself to go from this career being a physio that you had, you know, you'd obviously gone to university to train and to study for, and I imagine quite a bit of your identity was tied into being that, to mm-hmm. then seeing this other path for yourself and thinking, I guess, getting your head out of that nine to five mentality of, you know, having a job versus working for yourself. Like how hard was that for you? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the biggest things that comes through was at times it was lonely when I'd be up in my head. And the only thing that would ground me was dropping kind of into my body and into my intuition. And very quickly I had to create some, processes that I knew would just set me into my energy for the day because I knew that it wasn't you know I was out of routine I was out of all that stuff so I mean that's when I started very quickly um starting my process of acknowledgements like every day I'd go to my cafe because that's where I started working Redmond Roast and Wellington best cafe ever to say um (laughs) and I would sit down with my diary and you know see whoever pops to my mind and write 10 things about them that I want to acknowledge about their value and you know what evidence they've showed me that and then I'd send it to them Mm -hmm. so I got to practice this daily practice of trusting vulnerability essentially so I got to walk my walk what I was trying to create in my business and I also got to reground myself in that I'm not alone in it because mm-hmm. I got to feel the value of everyone else that had along my journey or they're still having. So it gave me the sense of, you know, energy and I suppose drive from, a, um, from an empowered place rather than mm-hmm. a fearful place of trying to just navigate that transition. I started to feel really, really supported um, from the previous value that people had given me. And the same with, you know, having my degree in physio, all of mm-hmm. a sudden I got to start trusting that it was all for a reason and the dots were starting to connect and then I just looked for ways those dots were connecting and that was way more empowering than trying to think oh god does this work like and I remember the morning I was going to quit my job and my mum had rang me up and she asked me I think I'm going to say between 30 to 40 questions about mm-hmm. whether I'm sure about this mm-hmm. and one of the most empowering thing was I hadn't thought of the answers to at least 25 of them mm. but in that moment I was on the call my intuition gave me all the answers so it was just this reassurance that like 
when your intuition needs to show up, it does if you let it. And mm. I finally realized from, you know, quitting my job and opening up that space, that was the only time my intuition and my, and my real knowing got to shine and my creativity got to shine. Mm-hmm. So still building that muscle of like listening to myself these days. And it's, it's fun. <laughs> you are literally making me emotional with everything that you're saying. Um, I think that is so, so beautiful. Love emotions. Yeah. <laughs> like my <laughs> eyes have got bloody tears in them right now. Um, do you think that this journey or that transition would have been different if your employers at the time wouldn't have been happy to allow you to go down in, in days, you know, to, to take the split from say full-time to then 80% capacity or whatever it was that you did it? Would that have changed anything in any way? Definitely. I, I think, and I know particularly if I rewind to my sort of version of myself back then as well, I was such a people pleaser mm. as well, that if they had been really rigid, if they had really pushed back and sort of said, you know, this isn't a good idea, what are you doing? It would have just dropped my confidence and, and not made me able to tap, tap into my intuition as well, I think. And, mm. you know, I felt so grateful and I'm still in touch with my old, you know, workplace. I was so grateful that when I joined that job, the two years before the main decision I'd made joining that job on was values-based. Like that was such a values aligned mm. business that I joined. So it made sense that when I started to have those conversations and really enroll them in what I was doing, they even let me do a workshop on vulnerability as my last contribution to work. Like wow. it was that sort of, you know, relationship we'd built and they saw me as a person rather than a product or an employee. Mm. So I think it mm. was really, really empowering in that. And if there had been pushed back, it just would have knocked my confidence and belief mm. in myself a lot. Mm. And um, the one thing I think I would tell myself looking back is express, you know, your emotions to the ones that, you know, mean the most to you. Like I know particularly I found it even hard to communicate with my family because I didn't know logistically what I was doing mm. but I knew in my intuition I, I know something I battle with and a lot of my friends battle with is when you get those intuitive nudges how to share it because it doesn't make sense yet oh and it's God. always the dots speaking my language <laughs> yeah and I think that was the one thing that even then now I have a lot more access to speak about my emotions if I'd mm. been able to speak about my emotions my intuition would have probably been able to be communicated a lot more but I, yeah. I still really struggled to talk about emotions even then mm. so looking back telling myself I would have yeah tried to talk about my emotions more with my close ones like start at home you know and and friends when I was going through that transition because if I had had pushback from my work Mm. I would have had the people at my core to be able to really know where I'm at and and know that it is the right thing for me to do but thankfully I did have an incredible team at work that yeah I just have sitting gratitude for them really (laughs) That is so special. And I'm so glad that that was the experience that you had because that doesn't always happen, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, that's amazing, but that's also cool that you would have had um, or like to think you would have had steps in place for that external support of people who mean um, a lot to you to be able to help you through that. If that was the pushback that you had, you know, that's really important. Yeah. If I had known how to create a context for those sorts of conversations and lead those conversations, because I know back then, I when I was leaving my job and stuff, all I needed was external validation. Like I really wanted support from my friends, from my family and work. And I, you know, I got it from work. But because that, you know, I didn't know how to actually lead that, either lead that conversation or those emotional conversations with them, I think that would have been an epic way to get that internal validation mm-hmm. and not seek as much external validation. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I started up my work stuff, started up my Instagram, like, 
I would chase likes and chase people replying to my stories like in terms mm. of just like I needed that but yeah. um, that was from a place I think just of not being quite sure where I was at emotionally with it even though my intuition was so in alignment yeah. it was like in my head that's what helped me back the most and I think that's where yeah emotions articulation of emotions would have probably set me made it way more easier that's mm. that's it I could still got there just would have made it easier right mm. Honestly, everything you're saying right now, I'm going to, if you don't mind, share something a little bit vulnerable for myself, is that um, I currently do Girls Get HQ as a um, side business, and my dream is to do this full-time, right? Mm -hmm. And I currently have a full-time employer um, for a company that same deal, like I love, awesome, like great mission, really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But right now we're in a place where I have asked to go down in time so that I can commit more to growing girls get. And um, although that was met with, you know, like appreciation for what I'm trying to do, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a a yes. It was like, we just can't right now and we need you. Um, So I'm right now trying to sit in this place of like, okay, cool. Well, I did the vulnerable thing and I shared and I acknowledged what I need and where I'm at. And um, that didn't, I didn't get the outcome that I was hoping for. So now what, you know, and it's just this really interesting space to be in because my intuition is like, you've got to do it anyway. And I'm like, but I've just been told no, like what else can you do? You know? So it's this really crazy space of like, well, actually you've got to now take it upon yourself to um, not take back control, but like actually commit to what it is that you want to do and find ways to make that work. Whether that does mean um, at some point having to leave completely to find something else that will allow more flexibility or, you know, it's not even flexibility. My role is so flexible, but um, a a day capacity. Yeah. A whole day in which you don't have to be contacted so you can just focus. Um, So that's a really interesting space to, be navigating at the moment so that's why everything you've just been talking about which we did not plan for the conversation so much to go that way but everything you've been talking about I'm like oh my god like she's literally speaking to my soul right now (laughs) and I think like a question to ask is how many yeses do you need to hear until you do it until you like act on something right and I think for me the thing that really like tips me over the edge or like in terms of made me make that decision was when I started to declare that it was something I wanted to do with Mm. more people and being able to see how I got to show up in that conversation, like I would light up and I so clearly remember that conversation I ended up having with my director. I was more alive than I've been in so long. Mm. And the cool thing about that was then she got to feel that. And she Mm. was just like, you know, I think this is great. I don't know what this will look like. And I don't even know if it will work for you, Mm. but I'm in full support. And, you know, it was just like, because I got to show up in my full energy. And I think that was because I was, yeah, finally allowing myself to share it with people as if it wasn't just this far off idea. It was like, imagine if, and when you start to sit there, imagine if it's like, yeah. And thank you for sharing. I'm, I'm curious to watch your space because, you know, it's all a question of capacity and then we're totally. moving around juggling heaps of balls. It's absolutely, it's, it's just, it's, it's not a, um, it's not a timeline that we can control. Sometimes. No. But when it does just like these conversations show up at the right time, like, you know, I can't believe how aligned it was to have a conversation today. 
of that stuff all of that stuff it's all happening and it's all happening now I consider it done (laughs) yeah it's so beautiful it's so beautiful so thank you again so much for your time we've got more questions of course we're not done yet um just the last thing I'm talking about careers is in the work that I've been doing with Girls Get HQ, I have so many conversations with people who are unhappy in their lives and especially in their careers. You know, I think if you you spend so much time at work, if you're not happy there, then of course that's going to um, flow into other areas of your life. What would you say to help to nudge those people to figure out an, an alternative path or allow them the... Um, support or validation or encouragement or push that they need to seek change definitely the biggest thing and I've been in a conversation with a close friend about this recently is validate yourself and then Mm. validate yourself again and again like Mm. validate those emotions that one they're real and they're there and two find a way to articulate them and, and share them with someone you love or someone close to you so that you can start to have that conversation with yourself Mm. rather than trying to ignore yourself that it's really it's you know you are unhappy in it and Mm. as soon as you release that you get access to actually what you want to do but Mm. in my opinion when you're holding and suppressing all of that emotion in that you are unhappy but you don't know what to do it's like Mm. just validate that that's actually you know that is something real for you and those emotions are real and you know let them come through and let them come out someone said to me recently you know emotions are energy in motion so like Mm. when we're suppressing them like let their energy flow you know and I was so scared to, you know, express my emotions for so long because I thought that would make me feel them more and make them, you know, me dwell on them or, you know, indulge in them. But instead, it just allows you to move through them and actually experience the other emotions you want to experience. Um, so that would be my one thing is stop and validate and acknowledge those emotions and then, yeah, find a way and use a way to share them. And then after that, you don't know what's next, but it's creating mm-hmm. the clearing for that to come through. And that's, been the massive breakthrough for me like this like you know every morning now I sit down and like what's on top for me what's my emotions and Mm. and that's um a really nice way to center you know even your day or any conversation around is start there because that's the stuff that's the common language that we all have as well emotions you know like everyone has different experiences but everyone has the same emotions um so when you can center around that it's the access to connecting with anyone else um Mm. in my opinion so yeah that would be the, the thing that if you are, you know, unhappy in a job or in whatever context, it will ooze out into all, you know, areas of your life. And I had a particular example recently. I was talking to a friend of mine. I was practicing doing the emotional coach deck little workshop with them and mm-hmm. asked them, you know, over the last week, what emotions have you felt? And they immediately both went to an instance of when they felt an emotion. Mm-hmm. And what we've realized was that it's actually way more important to look at what are the threads of emotion throughout the whole week? Because the same ones pop up. And totally. all, in all different, as you said, all different areas of life. And when you can start to look at the themes, mm. when you address those themes, mm-hmm. starting at one place, one commonplace affects all of those other areas. You don't mm-hmm. have to just look at the different areas. It's like the emotions are what come with you everywhere. So yes. start there. Like mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's really important for me. So yeah, start where it feels comfortable as well. I know, you know, there is a lot of talk of getting out of your comfort zone, but I think particularly around emotions, start where, you know, you do feel safe and you do feel comfortable to talk about different emotions and that might just be a conversation with yourself. Mm. And that's what allows you to expand your comfort zone. But mm. start where you do feel safe and, you know, and then just having those conversations as well. 
Honestly, I feel so guilty having to pause the podcast there, but it was such a long episode with so much juicy goodness. I wanted to make sure that you get to listen fully focused and refreshed. Okay, so that is part one of the two-part series with Bridget from Trusting Vulnerability. That girl knows her stuff. I absolutely loved chatting with her. Seriously, if you enjoyed and got value out of the first half, you have to make sure that you join us back here next week to hear part two because part two we go even deeper we are talking about communication and vulnerability in your relationships this is relationships with your boyfriend your girlfriend your husband your wife this is also relationships with your friends with your co-workers and most importantly importantly most importantly the relationship you have with yourself do not miss next week's episode I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode what value are you taking away into the week with you let me know instagram girls get underscore hq and make sure you go check out Bridget as well we will catch you back right here for next week with part two of our episode with Bridget from trusting vulnerability